Hello and welcome back to the hit show. My name is Danny Russell. I am the managing editor of DraysBay.com and I am joined yet again by my compatriots, Darby Robinson. Hello, Darby. Hello, Danny. And Brett Phillips. What's going on, everyone? It is championship Monday. We're recording on a Monday. Uh, it is championship for the four corners of the bracket. This is the moment where we find out who win the uh, time constrained, the anachronistic brackets that we put together between <laughs> the Devil Rays region, the Joe Madden region, the Eric Neander region, which she was only partially responsible for, and then the Folk Hero side. Uh, the four corners are coming together. We will have a representative from each district, and then those will move on to our uh, semifinal uh, for the next round. I'm super excited because I actually do not know the answers. I do not know who won. I did not do that research ahead of time. So, Brett, I'm excited for you to tell us about it. Let's go. I'm happy I get to reveal it to you. That's, this is the most exciting part of my job, of my Nostradamus fun. job. This is a good lesson for kids out there is to don't prepare or do homework yes. and you'll be pleasantly okay. rewarded. Yeah. I've never done any homework in my life and here I am uh, leading a Twitter poll. Yeah. <laughs> you can go great. You can get very far, kids. <laughs> All right. So in our first region that we're looking at, these are the, we just finished the Elite Eight matchups. And so the winners of all of these matchups will be crowned the champions of their respective region. So battling for the title for the uh, Vince Namoli classic Devil Ray region, we had the one seed Carl Crawford facing off the two seed Fred McGriff. And I would, I don't know if you can hear, I'm doing a drum roll. It's very quiet. Mm -hmm. You probably mm -hmm. can't hear it over the podcast. But the winner of this one, something that I think we all kind of saw coming, was indeed Carl Crawford. Carl Crawford takes this one away from Fred McGriff. Sorry, Danny, I can see a little bit of hurt in your eyes, just a little bit. With 86.5% of the vote. A wow. wide, wide, wide margin. 86.5% of the vote. Guys, it seems like we got a lot of people who do not remember the greatness and the glory that was Fred McGriff. Well, first off, I know that we, uh, at this point, have talked about a lot of these uh, great athletes before and we're kind of rehashing ideas here but i just want to point out that fred mcgriff is not mr devil ray when you think about the devil rays as a whole carl crawford definitely stands out as one of the few people who the first team you think of them if they were ever to go in the hall of fame they go in the hall of fame wearing a devil rays cap fred mcgriff might be best known There's no way dogs okay <laughs> <laughs> the crime dog is i i feel like well connected to other franchises uh the braves in particular would probably uh stake their claim on his cap should he ever deservingly go into cooperstown through the uh what do you call the old folks who get to the veterans uh, committee the veterans committee who get to the drag veterans in committee. the old folks committee the old Actually, folks, the, old folks committee. <laughs> the yeah. nursing home that's, that's that decides right. harold baines is a hall of famer <laughs> They, they've gotten it more right than uh, some of the writers, but uh, hopefully they will get it right and get Fred McGriff into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I would imagine he comes in as a, a brave. Blue Jays probably should have a very good claim there. Obviously, he had some of his best years with uh, Toronto. Um, but, yeah, it, it is. I think this does come down to 
who is your quintessential Ray? Who is your quintessential Devil Ray? That is this bracket. Carl Crawford is the, he's the only, he's the, of these, there's no other team that you imagine Carl Crawford with. He spent time with LA and Boston and nobody remembers those except for maybe Boston fans, but not very well. Who so, can forget the Nick Punto trade? <laughs> Rays fans remember Carl Crawford in Boston much more than Boston fans remember Carl Crawford in yeah. Boston. Delivering wins Thank you, for, Carl Crawford. Delivering wins for the Rays no matter where he is. Carl mm. Crawford, yeah. So this, this, this doesn't surprise me. It is a much larger blowout than I was expecting. Yep. Well, did we have a prop bet on this, Brett? Did you track that? Oh, we sure did, and you know that I tracked it. Uh, we have been tracking the prop bets for the past few uh, matchups. We were looking at what we each thought, what Danny Darby and I thought would be the closest matchup, what would be the uh, biggest blowout in terms of vote margin, who got the most percentage of the votes in their matchup, whether or not we thought there'd be a matchup of a player who won it with over 80% of the vote, and whether or not there was an upset meaning that a lower seed beats a high seed. Uh, in this particular case, uh, I think just kind of scrolling through what I have right here with, with CC beating uh, McGriff with 86.5% of the vote, Darby, you predicted that Carl Crawford would win with the greatest percentage of his respective matchup, that he would be the biggest blowout. And I got to tell you, man, he was not the biggest oh. vote margin getter of this of this bracket so far. wow yeah which is a little bit of a tease for later yeah, on 86 percent, not the highest that is interesting i'm wow. pumped yeah. about it this is this is really fun Dan i really like not knowing Danny, you you were the only one danny who thought that uh, between you me and darby who thought that there would be a uh, a matchup with over 80% of the vote with one person getting over 80% of the vote. Uh, Darby and I both thought that it would be a little closer, but already on the very first one, you were proven to be right. So hats off to you. Congrats on that. I'll cash that check. Yeah, cash that check later on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Carl Crawford beats Fred McGriff with a, a pretty wide vote margin on this one. Well, I'm sad to not All be right. talking about the crime dog anymore. Um, after he felled... Wade Boggs in the previous round, um, you know, two best friends go out in consecutive rounds. That's okay. They live on in my heart. That's what's in all of our hearts, really. <laughs> all right, moving on. So we've got uh, Carl Crawford is the winner of the Vince Namoli region. Um, Crawford, just feel free to contact the estate of Vince Namoli to get your trophy um, for that one, but. Uh, moving on to the uh, Joe Madden region, we had the number one seed, Evan Longoria, facing the number two seed, Ben Zobrist. Um, as you all know, this was a matchup very near and dear to my heart because Ben Zobrist is my personal favorite baseball player of all time, let alone Ray of all time. Uh, he was uh, uh, someone who changed the way that baseball was played vis-a-vis -vis the utility man, the idea that the utility man was a player that didn't just have to be someone who you would throw in and just hope that they would hit their weights. He turned out to be a utility man who was not only someone who could hit very well, but someone who was a MVP candidate back in 2009. Um, I'm vamping a little bit right here because we all kind of know what the answer is here, who's going to win this one. Of course, well, I mean, I, I just, day, I just hope that you're happy, though, Brett, because now that uh, Ben Zobrist has created a mold that uh, everyone gets to follow, we get Mike Brosseau on the roster. <laughs> yeah, Ben Zobrist, the, the long lineage of utility men 
leads to the wonderful Mike Russo who kicks off Daniel Robinson. That's a discussion. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding about that because really it's more like a David Bodie or uh, what Javi Baez was doing for a little bit before he got entrenched at shortstop. Uh, thinking of or half of the, the Angels next location. I just I'm connecting Yikes. to the Cubs there. I think mentally. Um, I mean, Brasso or half really the Angels. The they decided. Of, uh... Oh, go ahead. I was saying the the Angels have also just like dove in now that they have Joe Madden, especially. But even before that, they had guys like David Fletcher and Tommy Lastella, who are they're just like whatever, get them into the field who they can hit and just like pop, plop them everywhere. So Joe Madden now getting to have two sort of super utility guys sure. that can hit. That's like another for like kind sure. of thing. They're, it really paved the way for so many people that are like, this isn't yeah, maybe Sean Rodriguez, right? It's Sean Rodriguez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it yeah. really did change the game for the better. I think, I think the, this is the next Ben Zobrist takes writer wise. That's probably changed for the worse because yeah. pretty much every writer has put everybody that could carry two gloves with them into training camp as the next <laughs> Ben Zobrist. But I really do love that. It, it kind of opened the door to players who maybe don't have a very one true position, but can do a lot of things really, really well. Sure. One day we'll get the platonic ideal of a super utility team and that will have nine players on the starting roster that can play every single position, including pitcher and catcher. One day, here's to that. Uh, thank you guys for letting me delay the inevitable as long as I can, but I've got to say it. Evan Longoria managed to defeat Enzo Brist, as we all knew this would happen. Uh, and he, Longoria, took 80% of the vote for this one. Not as high as Carl Crawford, but wow. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I expected Longo uh, to be a big vote-getter here. Uh, now knowing that Crawford mm -hmm. got 86, I, I gosh, I kind of feel like Longo could have, could have pulled a 90. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that's so rude to say what to you, Brett, there? but uh, I really expected no, him to I, just crush it. And to sort of, and to sort of you know, I, I, I talk about how much I love Ben Zobris, but I am, of course, at my core, a realist. And, and Danny, both you and I in the prop bets thought that Longo would have the biggest blowout of, the, uh, of this uh, round. And uh, once again, we were both wrong. So none of us seemingly can predict the blowout. Fascinating. I'm not surprised it wasn't the biggest blowout. I think the 80-20 makes about a lot of sense. Uh, I thought Ben Zobris, of all players, if anybody was going to defeat uh, Longo, it would be either Ben Zobrist here or a folk hero in the final. Mm -hmm. um, because Ben Zobrist does have – he is such a beloved, you know, person on and off the field for the Rays. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, this – him winning big, it makes sense. Uh, 80% I think is actually pretty fair. I think Ben Zobrist has – you know, at almost as equal claim in terms of like, you know, your, 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 your wins above replacement, you're changing the game, putting the Rays in the national media spotlight, um, all time, you know, retired number type of thing. I think Ben Zobris and Evan Longoria are both in that kind of all time Rays ring of honor and, and not yeah. too, too, too far apart, but yeah, Longo winning. Yeah. It's, it's chalk, but it absolutely makes sense. Sure. And keep, and keep in mind, too, that the last matchup that Longo played was up against David Price, the number four seed. Someone who, you know, Longo and Price, two, you know, cut from two of the very similar cloth when it comes to a uh, level of, like, belovedness for, for raised players. And Longo took it from David Price with 91% of the vote. 
So again, you know, 80% in a matchup defeating a one and two seed with someone who is very likely to take the whole tournament, uh, you know, nothing to shake a stick at. So congrats to Ben Zerbers on that, I'd say. You mentioned uh, Longo and David Price in the same breath, so I really have to sidebar here. I was doing some research today for our article we put on the site about Craig Kimbrell and how the Rays made a very competitive bid to sign him, failed to sign him, and he took what is likely less money by going to Chicago. Uh, I know there's a fourth-year option. Maybe that was supposedly the reasoning. Here's the point. Uh, I, was I have a feeling that option is not going to be picked up. I, I, I also agree <laughs> with that too. Um, but so I was researching Stu Sternberg uh, speaking about spending in order to find the proper quote for the article. And uh, what I stumbled upon first was him saying, who's to say that we can't extend David Price? We just gave Evan Longoria a hundred million dollar contract. Of course we can keep David Price. And boy, is that a sad thing. Oh, yeah, that's and David a Price, cold takes. In, in that, not to get too far off topic, but David Price is one of the few, and like it's a very short list of players that the Rays have, have, you know, have gone on to somewhere else or lost or traded or whatnot who has actually continued to succeed and have really good years. Most, like Ben Zobris is the other that really stands out. But you got guys like we've talked about already, Carl Crawford, um, BJ Upton, who who lost earlier in the tournament. Uh, James Shields had a couple good years and then gave up a home run to Bartolo Colon, and that's unfortunately <laughs> now his national life. Um, a lot of them have not had; they've had their best years with the with the Rays, and then have had maybe a year, maybe that, you know. But ben, like Matt Garza and so many others have kind of you know had by far their best years with the Rays, and then have not really had that ever since. David Price is definitely one of the distinctive ones that that wasn't. Ben Zobris as well, winning the World Series with the Cubs. That's a huge mark. And if Ben Zobris does get to the Hall of Fame, which I don't know if he will, but I think there's a outside chance that he could make an interesting case. It's going to be probably as, you know, people's minds are going to be with the Rays, but also potentially with other teams. So Longoria. I mean, Ben Zobrist, I feel like, is going to go into the hall if he went in the hall as a Cub. Right. Exactly. That's where the World Series comes yeah. into play. And, and that's where with David Price, you know, he's now had moments, World Series moments, like Danny said, probably should have won the MVP of the World Series uh, with the Sox. He's now going to be with the Dodgers, who know like this nice second half or third half, basically, of his career with the Dodgers starting in 2021. Uh, who knows what, you know, extra chapters he tacks on there. Ben Zobris with the Cubs. Longoria, let's be honest, the Giants aren't going anywhere. He's, it's not been great with the Giants. It's, I'm not sure if Rays fans have been staying up late. I, I'm on the West Coast. It's not been great, but let's just, don't even don't even watch. Don't even need to worry about it. Don't even need to worry about it. Let's There's watch been the, some injuries. The... He has outpaced his replacement back in Tampa Bay, who is now in the minor leagues for, I don't know, Texas? Yeah, who knows what's happening at this point. Where did Matt Duffy he, go? Unfortunately, has, Matt Duffy is uh, with the, the Yankees. The Yankees. And unfortunately – and, and fun, fun fact, Danny, he has the exact same war over the last two years. All right. We're that's that's, that's why, spoiler alert for the Rays fans, if you have been staying up late, <laughs> yikes. 
But that's the thing. <laughs> Longoria is not going into the hall with a Giants cap. In fact, the Giants fans will would love to give him back. Man, this and is I don't think Scott Rowland's going in. The, I, I don't know if Longo's getting in the hall. Which is a shame because Roland, Roland was sort of the test, right? Because right. Longoria should be in the hall. Roland should be in the hall because he was even better. And if you're not going to reward the defense, the de- defensive excellence with that bat of Roland, who's going to – I mean, then, like, how, how does Longo stand a chance? Which is incorrect on both accounts. Maybe the Veterans Committee can rectify both, but, but that's just one of those things. If that does occur, though – Longo is a Ray, Ray through and through. So there is no oh, date. I, when, I when just hope that price, Ruth Bader Ginsburg can hold wins. on because if she drops off of the court, I don't know if Longo gets in the hall. <laughs> oh, wait, did I confuse these things? Out. I've conflated. I've conflated. I'm working my way topics. through that one. <laughs> really trying to. The Veterans Committee, way. the Supreme Court. No. Okay. I'm not going to bat a thousand <laughs> on my jokes, guys. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> even the best. Even Trout doesn't hit them all. So, so now, halfway through this, we've gotten two results where the more quintessential Ray, the person that you don't really – you kind of are going to probably 10 years from now forget that they played for any other team, win over guys who you can kind of remember some of their best – some great moments with another team. Zobris with the Cubs. Fred McGriff with Atlanta and Toronto, but Carl Crawford and Evan Longoria move on to face each other and they are devil Ray or Ray through and through. And that's why we see them at number one, frankly, that's, it'll be great. Yeah. We'll see how things go when they face each other in the, (laughs) the final four matchup, uh, Carl Crawford will be facing Evan Longoria in a matchup that some are calling uh, very difficult to root for and vote for. And that someone is me. All right. Moving on to the uh, next region, we're going to be looking at the Eric Neander region. We had this was the first uh, matchup that we had in the in the Elite Eight that was not a one seed versus a two seed. We in fact had a one seed versus a three seed. We had Kevin Kiermeyer, he of the the incredible outfield defense and the occasional over boogie, facing up against Blake Snell, the noted Twitch star, and uh, you know all around Zion winner for the race uh we had the one seed versus the three seed and this my friends this gentleman was in fact the closest matchup of the bracket so if you're keeping score at home you know that the bracket the the matchup after this is going to be the biggest blowout matchup uh we'll get to that in a second but with 64 percent of the vote with less than two-thirds of people voting for him Kevin Kiermeyer took this one away from the number three seed, Blake Snell. I feel like some of us have some pretty strong opinions about this. Is, is, am, I, am I right? <laughs> you know, I wonder how different this result is if Blake Snell is pitching like a Cy Young in 2020. Maybe I, I, one of the things that's interesting that I, I will have to admit is that Kevin Kiermaier has more fans amongst the Rays than I expected. And, I, and I'm not saying that I don't expect him to be very popular. Obviously, he's a platinum glove winner. He makes some of the most astonishing defensive plays that anybody has ever, 
first seen. I did not expect him to be as popular as he has defeated people that I would have been sure would have been either razor close or win. And he Adamas. water blown him out of the water. That's the, that's, I did not expect that. So I thought Blake Snell saw young winner, fun, youthful future. And still KK. I mean, it's a closer matchup, but fairly comfortably, you know, Yeah. I was expecting it's this to be another one, like a five vote difference, but. the glove the glove plays the glove loves it well danny too you you were the only one of us who uh voted for the uh uh, blake snell kevin kiermeyer matchup to be the closest matchup so once again you have correctly predicted the outcome now i I think that you didn't think that snell would win if i'm reading what i said correctly but that's not what we voted on so that that wasn't the prop bet that wasn't the prop that wasn't the prop bet (laughs) that's right that wasn't so you have of course taken that away uh, Dan, uh, Darby, you both, you and I thought that the Choi, uh, Yandi Diaz vote would be the closest. And we were in fact, as wrong as you could get. It was the <laughs> biggest blowout of the matchup. Uh, well, which way did it go? We'll talk about that in a second, I guess. But yeah, well, Kevin Kiermeyer. Yeah. Let's, let's had, memorialize Blake Snell here. Blake Snell, uh, has given, uh, 2020 baseball fans what they deserve. He has just laid it all out there. This is who I am. Uh, as a professional <laughs> athlete, this is me. I peace out of Florida and go back to Seattle. I express my opinions about how much money I'm going to get paid. I say it in a very cavalier manner. I go golfing on Instagram for a long time. I show up when I want to show up. Uh, I don't test positive for COVID, so here I am to pitch, and it's going okay. That's baseball in 2020. <laughs> Blake Snow is 2020 baseball. It is. It is Blake a real Snell. testament. It Blake is a real Snell testament. Is just getting by, like all of us, he is just getting by. I don't know. Have you seen his drip on Instagram? Like he is more than getting by. I don't mean financially. I mean mentally. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it's interesting, Danny. You mentioned maybe the result early on he's had two starts if those are a little bit better you know we're doing these these polls live mm-hmm. are those swung the results have been not good they've not been terrible but they've not been good by like xfip he's been great he's been fine it's it's just some results are not great there's listen 2020 is a weird start the rays like a lot of teams look like they are just kind of like second week of spring training level just like booting balls and swinging what i imagine an actual ray fish would do if you threw it on the grass it's kind of what race baseball has been for the last week it has just been floundering it's it's (laughs) uh yeah it's summer training that's just you know it's a weird it's a weird year so blake snell not great results but he's been okay. Like, there's nothing – so, so far, that's the thing that's really the key is looking at Blake Snell this year. There's nothing about it that makes me go, oh, my God, our future is doomed. It's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's fine. It's just weird. It's It'll weird. be fine. Everything about 2020 is just like, 
whatever. Just don't die and you'll be fine. That's the, that's the whole message yeah. is survive. We'll like, let's all, we'll all start over in 2021 and figure out what the hell happened. Right. It's just, we're like all going to wake nice up on January year. 1st and it's going to be 2020 all over again. And we'll all say, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> Re- refresh. If we're, if we're still playing baseball in September, I, I honestly will just be very happy at this point. <laughs> and that's where by that point with a lot of, with a lot of pitchers, that's the other thing too. Pitchers throughout the league. I mean, look at the Braves. Their entire rotation is a nightmare to start yeah. off. And a lot of people like that rotation. There's a lot of good pitchers that have just been terrible to start because I think that stop of spring training, couple months off, restart, nobody's written. There's mentally, physically, people are just all over the place. Like some people have pitched well, others like, you know, James Pack has been awful like it's just it's just a weird mess so yeah Blake Snell has not been great and that might have hurt him in this Kevin Kiermeyer has also been real bad real real bad to yeah. start this year so I don't know if that's really the Kevin case Kiermaier. here let's relive the last week Kevin Kiermeyer had another a bad week. relay throw he had another relay throw that was, was god tier it was what right. we uh, were going on and on about having happened during the playoffs where uh, he was able to play the hop, grab the ball, fire it to, in this case, Brandon Lau, who gets it down to Zunino, who makes an incredible tag. And we're all very excited and very happy. And he even goes on uh, Twitter and posts something to the effect of, this is why I don't like being compared to other outfielders, basically because no one else is me. What does he do the next night, Darby? Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the next night, he gets called in to uh, to to. Was the next night the pinch running, or was it yes, the, it was the Jose no, no. Canseco? The next okay. night was definitely so, where. So okay, so the next night he gets called in to pinch run. The man who cannot be compared, in his words, to any center fielder in baseball. It's a straight insult. He comes in to pinch run, and he he steals second, except for the fact that he just sort of walks at the last bit, doesn't slide, stands up, and gets tagged out because he said he thought Renfro fouled it off. Well, so so to replay the whole moment, uh, he gets brought in to steal second base. Everyone and their mother knows that KK is in the game uh, to pinch run for Brandon Lau, who's not that slow, to try and steal a base. He gets an incredible jump, successfully uh, beats a throw to second base, because Renfro had fouled the ball off. That's exactly what did happen on his first attempt. KK had to go back to first base because it was fouled off, which also then makes me think, what is this, a hit and run? I don't really know what we're doing here. Uh, the second time, he, it's basically a pitch out. He gets a great jump again, but he was dead to rights coming into second base. Claims he heard a foul yeah. ball, as you said. And then does a slide, which to his credit, could not be compared to any other baseball player. Because I've never seen any other baseball player slide like this into second base. It was a slide where you are running into second, standing up, and then the the coach is like, slide! You're like, oh, oh God. And then you just sort of tumble into it. Uh, it reminds me of like when your mom tells you dinner's ready or she needs you in the kitchen and you like turn the corner and then you slip. But you don't actually fall down. You just kind of like stumble around the corner and like catch yourself to stand back up. And you're like, no one saw that, right? That was Kevin Kiermeyer trying to win a baseball game. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. With the game on the line. Here's the other thing too. At, at catcher at the time is Travis Darnell, Ray's beloved legend, according to Brett Phillips. And he is a very good hitter, very handsome man, not a great Thank defensive you. catcher, not a great, he does not get base runners. Are we He's a guy you want to run Darnell? Both. I Neither. don't think Brett's very great at throwing out base runners. I don't I'm know. Not. I haven't seen I'm you. I'm so bad at it. Uh, but Darno is also, we have seen that. He is eh, adequate. He's an adequate catcher when it comes to defensive, like th- throwing out base runners, caught stealing. So KK versus Darno versus with Melanson on the mound. That's a, KK is going to get that base. Yeah, the first bit, you, you said weird. But if he slides, if he goes for an aggressive, actual, like, head first slide, he's got it. But doesn't the next night he then Jose Canseco's a ball right off of his glove in center field for a home run, <laughs> which I mean a 36 hour period from the time that you just said that it's no like send tweet <laughs> descends and to hell. immediately immediately <laughs> it's, it's like Brett if you thought Buxton was good nah. He's, okay. he's got nothing. Trout, nothing. And then suddenly... We, we the got to move on. Blunders. Brett, who is KK going to be facing? I am now fascinated by the blowout. So KK, with his 64% of the vote, will be facing the winner of the um, Don Zimmer region, the Folk Heroes region. Uh, we had G-Man Troy facing Yandy Diaz. This was so interesting because it was the four seed versus like the 14 seed. Uh, Yandy Diaz, absolutely the George Mason of the bracket. And with the greatest percentage of this uh of this round with 90 percent of the vote i'm amazed you can get 90 percent of Rays fans to agree on anything Wait, with 90 percent pause recognizing that yandy has been blowing out his opponents as a 14 seed i am now so nervous yes. as to what this result is are we gonna have a final four with yandy diaz uh no we're not <laughs> because G-Man Choi absolutely obliterated Yandi Diaz in one of the greatest massive showings of this entire bracket. The whole thing with 90% of the vote blowing out Yandi Diaz in the Elite Eight to take the crown as the winner of the uh, Don Zimmer Memorial uh, region for the Folk Heroes for the Rays. So KK will be facing uh, G-Man Choi the uh i gotta say the correct choice yeah it is for sure the correct choice g-man troy mr worldwide as we've uh begun calling him (laughs) not only because of his international appeal but because he is also shaped like a globe g-man troy is the beloved man of the beloved bracket there is no one on the face of this earth who hates g-man troy sure and keep in mind too that the result that this bracket was posted um, a mere day after G-Man Choi hit a home run as a switch hitter. <laughs> I mean, just the absurdity of it all for him right. to, I mean, the audacity it takes to start a game at left, to switch to the right side of the plate, having not done this in your professional career since 2015 in the minor leagues. No one knows this is a trick up his, uh, up his sleeves or in, in his back pocket that he could pull out at a competent level. I am just flabbergasted. First time he goes up there, no, no result. Second time, home run. Home run. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, it, he it, was it, a real 
a real three true uh, a, a true three outcome player too with a walk a home run and a strikeout as a right-handed hitter so we've got our right-handed Jim Tomei right now it's it's really incredible the idea that anybody can hit a baseball in the major leagues just straight up to do that then from the other hand when the it's last so time you did it with any kind of professional like level was years ago and just a couple of times to then do it in a game and then hit a home run with a over 107 uh, mile per hour exit velocity too. That was not like a cheap, yeah. like, like weird. It was a, it was rocket. a frozen rope. It, it was, was a monster absolute, dog. It was an absolute rocket. Um, Michael Bauman of the ringer, uh, had a really great tweet about this that said that uh, G-Man Choi could levitate around the bases like Magneto. And I'd be like, yeah, sure. I don't see why he couldn't <laughs> do that. Uh, and it's true. Like, he is just this guy who, like, is the most quintessential folk hero, right? You're like, ah, it's G-Man Choi. And then suddenly he just keeps doing things. And you're like, wait, he's a switch hitter? He's never switch hit before. He just the hit a home run? Winner. The rightful winner. What? What? Yeah. Like, yeah, Yandi absolutely deserves a lot of, a lot of credit for what he did. The big guava really had a great showing, but yet he met the the once and future king. <laughs> Anybody who's going to defeat Dan Johnson, G Man deserved it. And now, yeah, now is, is G Man Choi going to defeat KK? That's the question. This yeah, is a that is the question. Fascinating yeah. matchup. It is. It's great. It's going to be a great matchup. And I, I gentlemen, I want to throw this back onto you too. Because now that we're, we've gone through our entire uh, Elite Eight rounds, we've got, again, Carl Crawford facing off against Evan Longoria and Kevin Kiermaier facing off against Gina and Choi in the final four. Uh, I want to turn it back over to you guys for some more prop betting. Um, just as a sort of a recap so far, last week uh, we had uh, Danny, you were the only one to correctly guess that the Snell-KK matchup would be the closest one. Dan Darby and I both thought it would be Choi. Um, none of us got the blowout one, right? The biggest blowout was Choi versus Diaz. Danny and I both thought it would be Longo versus Zobrist, and Darby thought it would be Carl Crawford and Fred McGriff. We were all wrong there. Um, as far as uh, guessing about if there would be any matchups over 80% of the vote, Danny, you were the only one that thought there would be a big old blowout of over 80%. Both Darby and I did not think there would be one. Turns out there were actually three of the matchups, three of the four matchups were over 80% of the vote, so we were very wrong uh, on that one. So Danny gets the points there. And as far as whether or not there was an upset or whether or not there would be a lower seed, or I guess a higher seed beating a lower seed, uh, I was the only one who correctly said that, no, there would not be an upset. Uh, both uh, Danny and Darby, both of the two thought that there would be one. So uh, overall, over the past two weeks, we have Darby with four points, Danny with four points, and me with three points. So I'm All right. bringing up the rear. All right, so let's get those questions this. in. Let's go for it. So we're gonna what we're going to look at this round, since we only have two matchups to look at, I want to know who you guys think will win each matchup and then what the percentage will be. Uh, whoever uh, is closest with regards to the percentage for each matchup will win a point there. Uh, and then whoever picks the winner gets the point for that as well. So, uh, Danny, we can start with you. And Danny and Darby, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll start with the Carl Crawford and the Longo matchup. Who do you guys think will win and with how many points? The answer is Longo. Mm-hmm. The prohibitive favorite of the entire bracket. Sure. And I think we will see 
an 82% victory for Evan Longoria. That rules. That was actually what I had originally typed in until I changed it a few seconds ago. <laughs> so 82? Glad. You wrote 82 down? I had 82. I had 82, and then I actually went a little bit higher with Longo taking 85%. Okay, 85, Darby. So. I'm going to go. Okay, I'm going to do a little zig. Not a oh. huge zig. Uh, but I'm going to go with Longo. I'll go 75%. I'll, I'll say that Carl. Okay. <laughs> Has a lot of support. He'll, he'll move up a little bit, but it's it's long so, ago. Okay. So that's so not then, a huge thing at all. So instead of one one fifth of the votes, you think he'll get one fourth of the votes? Okay. So then, right. what about the other side of the bracket? Darby, you get to go first. G Man is going to okay. win this one, wow. and I think I think it's going to be. I think it's. I'm going to lower it because of uh, KK's love. I'm going to go sixty one percent. Wow! Okay. Wow! Slow. At the end of the day, G-Man Choi is a four seed. KK is a one sure. seed for a reason. KK is going to win 70-30. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. I uh, picked Choi. I am a Choi boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I picked G-Man Choi to win. And I also, uh, I, I've decided that I've been sort of trying, I've been like under estimating i've been i've been thinking that matchups would be closer than they are so i've decided just to go crazy with it and i'm picking Choi with 78 percent of the vote love it i mean if g-man Choi runs away with this thing i will be enthralled and i yeah. i will gladly be wrong for the next one okay well looking forward to it the next vote will go out soon thank you for listening appreciate all of you and uh let's pray to god that the rays beat the red Sox. oh my god please let it happen